America This Week, August 15th to 21st. Welcome back to America This Week. Wrapping up a week in news from the country that brought you cheeseburgers, rock and roll, forever chemicals, Annie, the Balangiga Massacre, most of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, gun-toting robot dogs, electric light, three-named assassins, and internet porn. This week in our illustrious history. Raid, raid, raid. The FBI's descent upon the Mar-a-Lago. Florida home of former President Donald Trump to execute a search warrant remains the biggest story in America by far a week later. The story itself has become a maddening paradox. The only way to judge if the raid was politically motivated or part of a legitimate criminal probe, the crime would have to be very serious to justify such an extreme step, is to learn precisely what investigators were looking for. But that information has so far been deemed unknowable. Multiple news organizations have sought to unseal the affidavit used to argue probable cause for the raid, but the Justice Department Monday opposed all such efforts, saying this would cause significant and irreparable damage to this ongoing criminal investigation. Officials have warned of armed rebellion, civil war, and a dirty bomb attack in what's been described as an atmosphere of unprecedented threat, but one pro-Trump demonstration scheduled in front of FBI headquarters was canceled when would-be demonstrators worried of a trap, while another in Riverside, California, attracted just 50 people. Meanwhile, a man named Ricky Schiffer, who was shot dead while reportedly trying to break into an FBI field office, was described by officials as a suspected domestic violent extremist, who may have been motivated by the recent search warrant executed at Mar-a-Lago. Is this story about a Trumpian backlash to an FBI crackdown, or an FBI crackdown on a Trumpian conspiracy? So far, no one is letting the public see whether there's a chicken or an egg underneath that warrant. Ben Salman buys American. Just after a PR fiasco of a presidential trip to Saudi Arabia and the approval of a controversial weapons sale by America to its Saudi allies, the kingdom made an aggressive move to buy a bigger share of American commerce. In a replay of a strategy employed by the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund earlier in the pandemic, the Public Investment Fund, chaired by Prince Mohammed bin Salman, bought $7 billion worth of stock in American companies like Starbucks, Microsoft, BlackRock, Amazon, J.P. Morgan Chase, Zoom, and others. The PIF, as the fund is known, is doubling down on its bet on technology investments despite a route in valuations, is how Bloomberg put it. The Saudis have a goal of doubling fund assets by 2025 and reaching $2 trillion by 2030, and are riding a surge in crude oil prices, which reportedly will deliver the kingdom its first budget surplus in a decade. Saudi purchases everything from the Newcastle soccer team to stakes in Activision Blizzard and electric car maker Lucid Motors are part of a plan called Vision 2030, which is designed to help the biggest crude oil exporting state prepare for a post-oil future. And collapsing stock market valuations are providing an opportunity to increase the Saudi stake in America. 101st Airborne Deployed to Eastern Europe in news that got a lot of play abroad, but relatively little at home, some 2,400 troops from the Screamin' Eagle of the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division were sent to Romania, Slovakia, Hungary, and Bulgaria to reassure our allies as fighting in Ukraine intensifies. Russian officials made a lot of hay out of the news, as there's been an intense effort in Russian media to recast the war in Ukraine as a hot military operation with NATO, with officials like First Deputy Chief of Presidential Staff Sergei Kirilenko 
saying things like the entire NATO bloc is fighting a war against Russia at a scientific conference last week. Meanwhile, NATO released a video showing stepped-up air patrols over countries in the region, calling the flights a constant defensive presence for use in monitoring the airspace over Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, and Romania. Newsweek wrote the 101st Airborne is recognized for its unmatched air assault capability. All of this is germane to creeping worries that the Ukraine conflict may widen, especially since Vladimir Putin has said in recent months that any nation constituting a strategic threat to Russia can expect retaliatory strikes. Liz Cheney loses. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, vice chair of the House January 6th committee and a symbol of a narrowing anti-Trump wing of the Republican Party, also represented by the likes of Mitt Romney and Adam Kinzinger, lost a primary to a Trump-backed challenger in her home state, Wyoming, this week. The victory by suddenly famous, Trump-endorsed Harriet Hageman is the latest indication that the non-Trump wing of the party, which seemed to be climbing a few months ago, is back in rocky waters. Cheney isn't the only incumbent who had intramural trouble. Famed member of the left-leaning squad, Ilhan Omar, barely squeaked by in a Democratic primary in Minnesota, but her reaction to being walloped by 37 points bordered on delusional. This primary election is over, but now the real work begins, she said in a concession speech, before telling the Today Show the next morning she was considering a run for president. It is something that I am thinking about, she said, brushing off a new poll showing her at 2% support among Republicans nationally. The emergence of the career of Dick Cheney's daughter as a cause celebre in center-left media, Liz Cheney for president, why it could actually matter, was a not-kidding Washington Post headline Wednesday, while the New York Times went with, in the ways that count, Liz Cheney won, is one of the weirder political developments in the post-Bush age. Thanks for listening to the audio version of America This Week. For more, visit taibi.substack.com.